Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, friends. Today, I'm so excited to bring in my friend Paula, all the way from Australia. So she's going to be hopping in here with us. We are talking all about strategic hiring and some leadership things for leading your team. Um, There is so, so many questions that I get um, from people scaling their business about delegation, about who to hire, when to hire. So I'm definitely going to pick her brain, her magical brain today. And I'm so excited. So you guys, um, all of you business owners stick around because there's going to be leadership. There's going to be hiring. There's going to be all sorts of goodness today. So hi. Hey, hey, how are you? How are you ready? Because it's like 630 in the morning now, right? It's 430. Oh, (laughs) I'm good. I'm here. I'm bringing it. Morning <laughs> person. I mean, I get up at five, so it's not like two, but you're like ready, like look hot already. So this is. Thank you. <laughs> I'm definitely a morning person and I managed to sneak out before when the baby hasn't heard me. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm thing like the quiet people are like, how do you get up at 5 a.m.? I'm like, have a bunch of children and then sit in the quiet by yourself and tell me that that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I don't, yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time since I've woken up on my own. So I'm like, yeah, I get to set my alarm. I get to do my thing. Hooray. <laughs> so fun. Um, okay. Well, tell everybody watching here or watching the replay who you are. Tell us about your magic. Tell us about your beautiful children, all the things. Uh, Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I am a hiring and leadership coach. And what that means is I help entrepreneurs who are scaling fast build epic teams so that they can actually love the journey and they can actually build both a business and a life that they love and ultimately that they deserve. So we focus on working out who are the right people to hire. And then once you have all these people around you, What do you need to actually do so it feels great for you and it doesn't become this suddenly this people management, you know, headache? Um, So what do you need to do and what do they need to do so you all feel totally in flow and it feels really great? So that's what I do. Mm. I'm also, I'm a mom, I've got two kids and I'm here over here in Australia as well in case you didn't pick the accent. I couldn't couldn't tell. I was wondering. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so, it's so funny to me because I feel like this is a huge sticking point for people. It's like business owners, they know they need to like let a little bit go, but like when it's your baby and you brought it from the ground up and you created this thing that like the thought of handing something off can be terrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's totally, that's totally normal. So many of us love the sense of control and particularly that first, you know, stage of growing your business, it is all about hustle. It's about getting it done. It's about doing it yourself. Um, And largely, you know, we meet every deadline because ultimately the deadlines are set by us and controlled by us and delivered by us. 
So, you know, so it totally makes sense. So I want to normalize, first of all, that feeling. And, you know, so the thought of giving it to somebody else and potentially unwinding some of the amazingness of the business that we have grown, it's totally normal. But I guess the reality is, is that we all reach a point where you run out of time, you run out of capacity. And that way of growing your business and that mode of operandi to get you to that point it's you just have to make a decision and it's like well either I can keep doing it this way and my growth caps at this level or I need to work out how to bring people in how to get other people to do some things for me so that together we can all do more yeah yeah and it's such a it's there's so much truth in what you just said and I think it's really important because I believe in peeling back the curtain and just being honest because there's a lot of bullshit that we see here on social media. The first part of your business is you're a solopreneur. Like that's you're doing all the things and you're not in your zone of genius. And it's almost like there's that becomes habitual, right? Like it's like, of course I do all the things because I, and I know how to do all the things because I've done all the things. And so releasing that is really, really challenging. But I truly believe, like you said, that is, if you want to create the actual life that you want, that it is so much in delegation and being able to hire, hire teams. And that's when we talk about sustainability, that's a huge part of it. I feel like when do you think is let's, let's narrow in on the person that is in that solopreneur position right now. When do you, buddy can figure out like, okay, it's, it's probably the right time for me to hire. Yeah, I guess two two things. The the big one is when you're feeling really too busy, you're never getting to the bottom of your to-do list and you're starting to get that sense of, oh, about your day. Like that's a big sign. And I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of like philosophy and research that says there's almost no point of having such a massive to-do list because you're just setting yourself up, you know, for failure at the beginning of your day because you're never going to get through it. And then from a mindset perspective, you know, you almost, you stop enjoying things. So if you're in that position where you're like, I've got 20 things I'd like to do, but realistically, you're only going to get like five or maybe seven done, you know, maybe just three big ones, then it's time to start thinking, well, obviously my to-do list is actually turning into more like a wish list. And therefore, what help can I can I start to invite in so that the wish list happens, but it's not all down to me. So that's like wow. the first big like <laughs> this becomes wish list. Wow. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. So that that's like the first big sign. And then I guess the the second big sign or thing you can look at is if you've got big goals that are clearly beyond what you know how to do or what you're able to do, like either like a time, like a capability or a time perspective. So let's say, let's say you want to launch a membership site and you know that you want to have a thousand people in that membership site. And, you know, to be able to pull that together, like generate enough of the people in your list um, deliver to a thousand people, hold space for that many people and build the tech. You look at that and you go, oh, I don't know how to do most of that stuff mm. or some of that, then that's a really good indication. So it's like you want to do something that's beyond you or you've got that to-do list, which just turned into a wish list. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so good. And I think that, you know, 
another part of this is like everybody generally builds their own business for the same reason, which is freedom. Right. And then we work ourselves back into, it's like, okay, I built this and now I'm back in the same habitual mode of doing all the things, maybe working more. And like, there is that part that is tough that you kind of have to ride out the tradition of the transition of like working a nine to five while also, you know, building your business. But so many people like just are holding on to that. So I think just that little nugget of like, when your to-do list becomes your wish list, when you're seeing, when you're not getting as many things done as you are getting things done, that's a huge indicator that you need some sort of support. So when it comes to like, okay, you recognize you need to hire or for people who have already hired some people, how do you suggest people go about figuring out the right person to hire? Mm, Okay. So the first thing I want to say is that when you make that decision as, as typical sort of, you know, entrepreneurs and just leaders, I think in general, we're always in a hurry. So the first thing we want to do is just, just pause okay so when we've made the decision often we're like okay I've decided so I want this person here tomorrow (laughs) 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 so but actually what we've got to do is we've got to slow down in that moment when we want to put our foot on the pedal okay and the things that we need to do is get really really clear on what are we going to hand over and how does that person need to do those things to succeed working with you as an individual and in the business that you're building. Mm, Wow. It's so good because obviously I think that a lot of people focus on like the tangible, the actionable things of like, this is the, these are the tasks that I need to hand off. But I love the idea of, you know, putting to the forefront, the kind of relationship you want to have. And that's something for me personally, when I've hired, I always bring my values to the table. Like communication is huge for me. Like if you can't communicate, we cannot work together. And so like understanding like who you are and, and what you, what is important to you as a human, I think that has to play a role in who you hire, right? Totally, totally. It's, and it's like everything from what is important to you to what triggers you. Like what's actually going to annoy you you know, what's, what, what, what is it that somebody could do that could actually make you feel really unsafe? Because remember, you're handing over elements of control in your business. So for some people, that might be like, I want a daily email explaining to me exactly what you've done and what you didn't get to. For some people, it might be like, don't give me that much information. <laughs> I just want you to do it. And I don't want to hear about it. For some other people, they might want like a summary check-in. For some other people, they might you might think to yourself, I don't want you to change anything without checking it with me. Somebody else might be thinking, actually, no, if you see something that you should do better, just go ahead and do it and don't bother me. So it's it's also those things that are going to really like cause you cause you like a big reaction that we need to think about as well from the outset. Like, and, and I like to talk about the extremities. Think about what an amazing job would look and feel like. And also think about what a, a bad or a disappointing job would look and feel like and get really clear on that and then think, okay, well, what, what sort of, what type of person is it? How do I want them to work? And things like communication and 
and, you know, like how autonomous do you want them to be? How collaborative do you want them to be? So think about all those sorts of things and think about, well, what previous role or what previous job or what previous experience do they need to have done to be able to perform the things successfully? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all such such good things. I'm thinking like as you're going through this, I'm thinking about like my hiring process and my team and just different different things that I've played with. And it's it's so cool to me that I think a lot of this, I think there's two parts of this. I think a lot of it is really like when you're, before you go to hire, you need to be clear on you. Like you need to put yourself really well. And I also think that maybe this is something that you rub up against, but as we all do as coaches and consulting with, with business women, especially is actually asking for what you need. Mm, huge. Right. Huge. Yeah. And I think that is like where a lot of people, when I'm talking to people about leadership, that I'm like, there's no, there's two things that I, that I always talk about with leadership. Number one, there's no hierarchy. So like in my team every meeting, I'm like, we are equals. If you have an idea, if you have something you want to say, if there's something you want to bring to the table, if you see a better way to do something, bring it to me. I love that. And then I also think that there's the piece of like the communication of like being scared of asking for what you need, saying mm-hmm. it's done that way. I want it done this way because it's like as women, right? Rewarded for being small, rewarded for being quiet. And like, as a leader, you do have to be bold and you have to ask for what you need. So how do you help people when they're, you know, they're, they're hiring and they're bringing people on, how do you help them with kind of elevating that to make sure, because I think that's where a lot of hiring, and you can agree or disagree with me here, goes wrong is maybe it's on the fault of like the leader for not being clear in their communication. 100%. I could not agree with you more. So that's all the sort of stuff that we want to talk about before we engage the person in our business. So Instead of thinking of like our pre-hiring conversations as like a formal, stuffy, awkward, you know, interview, actually think of it as almost like a relationship building opportunity where we're going to explore all those sorts of and make sure that it feels really great to us both and make sure that like, you know, both of us agree. So for example, one of the interview questions that I always recommend is, if I need to let you know that what you're doing isn't quite right or isn't quite what I'm looking for, how's the best way for me to share that with you? Or something like, how do you like to receive feedback? Or tell me about a time when you someone's giving you some feedback on your job and it hasn't actually gone so well. It hasn't hasn't you haven't received that very well. Like have a conversation about, you know, those tricky conversations that we might need to have. You know, how have you enjoyed them before? How haven't you enjoyed them before? How do you want to receive them? And then you, as the leader, get to decide, well, does that feel good to me? And do I want to have the conversation like that, for example? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a good point. I, and, you know, I think that, like, the teaching of two women of how to actually have hard conversations is probably one of the most impactful things that we can do. Yeah. Because there's so much avoidance. Totally. And that's the thing. Like, and I guess that is the, that is the beauty. That is the heart of strategic hiring. Get really clear 
on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Talk about it up front in Mm -hmm. a way at a time when there's no emotion attached to it, where you can just lay it on the table in an objective way and just, you know, literally, and, you know, ask questions to understand how they've liked to receive information before, how they protect their time, what their preferred time boundaries are, how do you handle it when you get loaded up with work, how do you like last-minute tasks, you know, have that awareness of self that I, you know, give lots of last-minute tasks, I expect to things yeah. change around quickly. I don't like deadlines being missed. I get really upset about spelling mistakes, whatever it is that actually you need and want, and then put it on the table and have a conversation in a beautiful, powerful, but also graceful way where the person can opt in or opt out if it doesn't feel good to them. And then that's your basis of your working relationship going forward. And if somebody misses a deadline or doesn't turn something around the time, you're able to refer back and be like, oh, hey, remember how we chatted about, you know, how important it was that things get turned around, you know, in 24 hours. And then with curiosity, we yeah. say, okay, so what went wrong here? Like, you know, like what 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 happened that meant that this deadline didn't get met or whatever? And then we come at those later conversations from a place of curiosity rather than curiosity because of the discussions we've had before and because of the relationship we've built earlier. Oh, so good. Curiosity over curiosity. I love that. It's so, so smart. And like the word that keeps coming to me in all of this is just having clarity, clarity for you, clarity for them, just knowing. So you guys are on the same page, which is like that communication standard, which I feel like, you know, that's just a skill that is so overlooked in general. So Here's my next question for you. What is the biggest do not do when hiring? Well, I want to say rush through the recruitment process or rush through the hiring process without first being clear. So you can move quickly. So I'm not saying you can't move quickly because, look, let's face it, we're all impatient. We all want to get on and get our things done. So you can still move quickly without rushing. So I'd say the number one thing, don't rush and don't make any decision without that clarity piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, because you cannot have a good, robust, thorough conversation without clarity. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually joking with one of my clients the other day that it's like, think of, think of hiring somebody as marrying somebody. And all the question and the information you want to know before you walk down the aisle. <laughs> you know, have you talked yeah. about, have you talked about the in-laws? Have you discussed children? Have you talked yes. about all the things? <laughs> you know, and that, and if you can kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm joking because obviously it's not quite as serious as that. But if you look at it from that like complete perspective, then you can also start to see that you're setting yourself up for a long-term relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Like the person is unlikely to leave in a couple of months' time because they didn't realise it wasn't for them. You're unlikely to have to face that tricky conversation where you realise they're not right for you. So Mm -hmm. actually get clear and then don't rush or don't Uh rush so that you can get clear and then move quickly. So you know, you can hire somebody within days of deciding, no problems. Like you can get referrals, you can put up an advertisement. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. But even the best quality referral from someone you totally trust is useless unless you're clear on what you're looking for because 
you know, you, a referral is just a name and then you need to still form some sort of assessment of is there a match to what I'm looking for? Wow. Yeah. And that's, you know, I love the the part that you brought up about it being a relationship because truly it is. And when we talk about our businesses and us caring so deeply for what happens inside of our businesses, you want somebody that cares. Like for me, really, it's really important that everybody on my team understands like, this is my mission. This is my purpose. This isn't like a little flimsy thing that we're doing here. Like that we're changing the world. This is what I believe. Like you're either in this with me, but like we're in it together. And so I highly value my people. And I think this kind of segues right into like leadership and like if we, if we're speaking to the people who may have teams already, and obviously the the hiring still applies because they're going to continue to grow, but for people that have teams, what are some of the best things that you think are important to be able to lead your team effectively? Mm, Clarifying conversations. Mm. So, so still coming back to that, what does success look like for this person? And getting really clear on it and letting them know that mm. it is the, the one of the like the number one thing that the number one mistake that we all make as leaders is assumptions. We assume that the person knows what we want. They assume that that they're doing what we want, and uh-huh. often the two things aren't quite matching up. Way over here, yeah. 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 As a leader, we need to dig deep. And get really clear. So what does a great job look like specifically? And what would an average job look like specifically? To a certain extent, really challenge our brain to narrow down into some details from its big picture preference thinking and actually describe in as much detail as possible what a great result looks like and then share that. Um, and have a so 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 you know if you've got a team around you just do a reflection exercise so you know so Kelsey works for me what would it look and feel like for me to be literally skipping down the street at the end of the day with what an amazing job that Kelsey's done for me and you know get really specific has she created something what's been the turnaround how she communicated to me what hasn't she done like and then get really specific and then talk about that and you can you can introduce it with just a hey I've I've done a bit of digging I've realized I've never really communicated to you so specifically this is actually what I'd love us to work towards you doing uh yeah and then so and then have a conversation and then sort of say you know how does that feel to you do you think that's doable what would be the challenges what would you need to learn what training and support do you need to be able to do that etc cetera, etc cetera. And and I guess it's, you know, it's getting clear and it's also having really open, transparent conversations, which actually empowers the other person to therefore yeah. step up, to expand and to be because they're clear now. Oh, okay. Now I know what it is you, you're looking for. I can strive for it. It's actually, it's really empowering. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting because it's just like, that clarity in the communication piece, I feel like are the anchor for everything. Like the more clear you can be, because it's so much easier for you to get what you want when you specifically say, like, it's not, it's like me saying to my husband, like, I need time for myself versus like, I have this appointment at this time on this day that I'm going and I need you to watch the kids. Like 
two different things that provide two different results. And so I think there's so much like overlap if we do truly look at our teams as relationship building. And I think that's so valuable. And the more, the more curious that you get and the more conversations that you have, I feel like that also makes them feel very valued because you're trying to communicate well so that they can perform well. So everybody's happy and that creates just a better work environment. I I think being able to communicate and not being able to, not being afraid to ask for what you need, again, are just such big parts here. And when it comes to leading and leading your team effectively, what do you think are some of the things that uh, people could elevate or do less of that maybe they think are important that are not as important. Like I know that for me, one thing that I wanted to touch on before you answer that, before I lose this thought is that I feel like that with the conversation of delegating things and letting things go and being clear on letting those things go is actually letting them go and not micromanaging. And often a reframe that I've had for clients that have big teams is Let's consider the person on the other side and how their confidence will grow. Because when you're handing something off to them, it's not just handing something off. It's you saying, I believe in you and I trust you. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say was that once you're clear, once you've communicated it, step back. That's time to lean back and let the person and let let the business see if it can do the thing without you because that is that is the key to growing a sustainable sustainable business is handing something over and seeing if it can run without you yeah and then learning as a business from whatever goes wrong from whatever doesn't go perfectly and then changing your system, changing something so that next time it can. Yes. Yes. But you've got to lean out. Yes. And I think that expectation, releasing the expectation of I hired this person. So now everything's beautiful and sunshine. And it's like, shit's still going to happen. The whole point of it is that you're in a zoomed out perspective. So now you can, you can alleviate those things quicker or from a non-emotional place because you're actually leading from a place up here instead of being so involved in the day-to-day in the granular things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that micromanaging piece is again, that like that, that control. But I think if we can really look at how we're empowering people, like you said, by delegating, by saying, Hey, I believe in you. One of the things that I love to do for my team is I'm like, if there's ever anything like additional that you're really feeling called to do, or you want to experiment or play with that you think would be the, good for the business, bring it to me. I would love for you to, you know, I have like my VA is like now repurposing stuff on Pinterest for me. She's like, yeah, she like put together this whole strategy. She was like pumped about it. It's like, that's when people work well totally. for you when you are like, what do you want to do? Absolutely. What do you want to do? What can I leave you to do? You know, and, and, and I guess creating that environment, as you just said, where mistakes are actually part of being human and so we don't need to be afraid of them, we don't need to freak out about them. Sure, we want to minimise them, but actually they're also, they're also just part of that natural separation and growth which mm-hmm. every business needs to go through as it grows. 
Yeah. Yeah. So looking at the mistakes is like opportunities for an improvement in a system or whatever. That's beautiful. I love that. So what are, what would be for somebody who, you know, is, is scaling, has a team, what would be some things that you would suggest to them if they're like, I really want to create like the best work environment, good work culture. What would be like the top couple or three things you would tell them to focus on? I would say to focus on how clear is everybody what's required of them okay. and, and how can you how can you get that in writing? Maybe it's a job description. Maybe it's just a really great task list, you know, something like that. So that clarity piece, mm-hmm. is everybody clear what they need to do and does everybody else know what everybody else is doing? So, you know, that clarity piece. And then secondly, communication, like exactly the things we've touched on. How are we communicating at the moment and how can we be communicating better? Yeah. So, you know, are we interrupting each other? Do we need to take mm-hmm. conversations offline or do we need to have communication rules? You know, use Slack for these types of conversations, use email for this sort of conversation, um, you know, we, use Boxer for this sort of conversation, like set up communication rules and flows. And then probably the third thing is, is actually just that relationship and connection piece. So, you know, am I connecting with everybody? Do I actually understand how they're feeling, how they're going, what they're striving to? Um, and, and can I improve how regularly I'm doing that? Mm, I love it. I love it. I think just prioritizing the human to human connection is so, so important for me. Like I, I never have wanted anybody on my team to feel like they are less than, or, you know, like I'm, I don't even like, like I'm the boss. Like, I don't, I understand there, but it's like, it's a mutual respect. Like we're equals, you know, they just do, they have a different zone of genius than I do. So I love all of those things. Is there anything else that you think would be a value for people to, um, as far as hiring or leadership that you want to leave with today? It just said everybody is capable of being an amazing leader and hiring and surrounding themselves with an amazing team. And largely, we just need to choose and to be that person and to take the time that's needed to, to create the environment that feels amazing to you. So, you know, sort of wrapping up with a, with a little bit of a you can do this statement, doesn't matter whatever has come before in your you know corporate experiences or anybody you've hired into your you know your own business or whatever it's it's totally available to you now. Mm. I love that. I love that. And it's so important. It's such a good it's such a good reminder because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are overwhelmed with this process, but I think that you gave some really good tips to just kind of simplify things. So for anybody watching, if somebody's interested and working with you, is there anything that you have open for people to reach out with to you? What's the best way to reach out? All of those things. Yeah, I, well, come over and check me out on Instagram. I'm at Paula Maidens Consulting. Um, if you're a podcaster, you can come listen to the podcast, which is called the Big Dreams Great Teams Podcast. Um, um, so, so come over and jump into that world. Dive into some training and some things that are relevant to your situation working together or joining a program I've got evergreen courses I've got little sort of you know little courses that you can do in your own pace self-paced ones or I've got group coaching programs and one-on-one coaching so come over to my world check it out and see what feels good 
I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today and your beautiful, magical brain and expertise. I appreciate you so much. Um, and thank you for getting up at 4 a.m. to be here. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, Paula. Bye-bye. Bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.